Hello, everyone, and welcome to Between the Pages. I'm your host, Joe Oliver. Our mission at Pages is to help marketers everywhere get more from search. We do this by sharing stories and insights about SEO from the SEO professionals themselves. We make a magazine, we have our website, and this is the podcast. Thanks for joining us. I apologize for the long break. We had some busy times here, but I am really excited for today's interview. Before we get to that, let's talk a little bit. MozCon 2019, July 15th. We are going to be at MozCon repping Pages Magazine, so come check us out. If you have not gotten tickets to MozCon, this is the show to attend. I've added a link to where you can go and get tickets be at MozCon. If you're already planning on being there, come swing by, say hello, get a magazine. Uh, love to meet you and talk with you about it. Also, Q2 will be in mailboxes in the next week or so. So right out of the gate here, we have Q2's issue of 2019, uh, the search in all of us. Can't wait to share that uh, magazine with you. It's going to be awesome. Check it out. Be watching the, the mailbox. And today... We are talking to David Shuloff. He is of Red Hot Penny, a marketing firm, digital marketing firm out in the UK. And so uh, I'm really excited to talk to David because we're going to be talking about a, a subject that I've wondered about and I think is pretty meaningful as we see the search marketing landscape grow and evolve. It's the conversation about where does traditional education, the role of universities, play in helping prepare marketers for the digital marketing space. Uh, what we find is that those of us that hire for SEO purposes find it really hard to do. Not a lot of people have a background in, especially those coming out of university, uh, haven't been really taught about SEO and the impact it can make, uh, whether it be paid or organic. And so David is on a mission to help universities add curriculum to help train people for the marketplace of digital marketing. I'm so excited for this interview, excited that uh, you get to listen. So let's jump right in. Today we have David with us, the CEO at Red Hot Penny. David, how you doing? Really good, thank you. Um, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, and I'm really excited about this conversation. Uh, but before we get into the topic that we're going to look into today, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Red Hot Penny. What is Red Hot Penny? What do you guys do? So we're a search marketing agency. Um, we help our clients with customer acquisition through search. So in a traditional form, SEO, PPC, content marketing, uh, insights and data, that's what we do. And we work with retailers, brands, B2B businesses, but we very much focus mainly okay. on e-commerce. Yeah, what do you do uh, exactly as the CEO? What's your role uh, in the, maybe the day-to-day -day of the, the organization? Yes, yeah, so I'm very much um, responsible for for the growth of the agency, sort of very much about um, driving growth for our existing clients and also new business, um, going out there, talking to, to retailers, to brands, understanding what the challenges are and sort of bringing that mm -hmm. sort of business into the agency, but also how we can add more value to our clients. So in terms of new business, sales marketing, client services, that sort yeah. of is what I sort of look after. 
One of my favorite questions to ask uh, people that I interview is about how they got their start in search marketing. So you attended uh, University of Surrey and you have a degree in business management. Tell me about that transition. You know, you're, you're going to university, you're getting your degree, and now you're in search. Tell me about that story, that journey. Yeah, so it's so a university, very broad degree, business management, didn't really know what I wanted to do um, <laughs> sort of after uni. But and I even in the modules that I could choose, I didn't actually even do any marketing modules. It was I very much focused on sort of operations, HR, project management, sort of mm-hmm. entrepreneurship modules. Um, I only did sort of the core marketing modules that we sort of had to do. But so I left university with my degree, uh, did a did a graduate scheme in project management. I really liked that side of things um, around IT and business change. I really liked the operational side of things. Um, I did that for a couple of years and then a a good friend of mine who I met at university set up his own business um, and he asked me to join him. So I I did that and uh, I helped. Together we launched three or four different sort of online businesses focusing around the construction sector, sort of one of the first e-commerce businesses sort of in that area really. We had to get traffic we it was that we had to use seo and pay-per-click as key channels and so i got a book i learned how to do it i set up an adwords account i gave it a go um i was trialing and testing seo and just got the book for it and just sort of just started loving that whole Mm. thrill of the chase of doing certain things and seeing how it works and seeing doing pay-per-click and seeing how quickly it can change and and how difficult it can be mm. and slow sometimes of SEO to to get the re- required results and um, I just sort of fell in, in love with it a little bit and I decided rather than sort of running a business that involved me doing digital marketing I thought you know what I'd love to s- sort of set up an agency that did digital marketing and that's where I met my now business partner Darren who already had this established e-commerce business Metakinetic and they wanted to diversify mm-hmm. into marketing so what we said, well, let's join forces. I will set up the, the marketing side of the business. And now and now we just focus on marketing. Um, but, you yeah, know, I just just by having to do it for a business, I, learned, I taught myself and then just fell in love with it, which is so common to so many people that I talk to as well. It's, uh, um, yeah, SEO for dummies was a lifesaver for me back in the day. I recommend it to anyone who hasn't even started. <laughs> I know the update is still every year. It's uh, a great starting point just for the basics. Yeah. and And it is. It's good trial and error. If you like the detail and you like numbers, this is the what this is the industry. It sounds it's such a familiar story. Um, a lot of people I talk to would echo the same same thing. In even in my story, it, it's the same thing. My background is in operations management and that whole kind of business management area. I had a buddy that uh, was starting a a digital marketing agency and and said, "Hey, you know, I don't I don't know how to do all the you know." day-to-day op stuff. Why don't you come over and help me out? And I didn't know anything about SEO. And it was, uh, um, it was funny that SEO for dummies was the first book that I started going through just to familiarize myself with what I'm getting involved in. And, and then just over the years, just fell in love with this industry, you know, the learning and the constant education and the sharing of information and the impact that you can make online. It just was a fascinating industry. And so, so sounds like our paths were, were very similar, just on different sides of the ocean, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think it's, I, I want to go back, I'm talk, when I talk about that initial journey of learning how to do it, I'm going back probably eight or nine years. And 
the digital landscape was very simple back then. It wasn't. Mm. It's it's so complex now, and so many different ways that consumers buy online. E-commerce is a part of everyday life. Back then, it it, it wasn't. It was it was growing at at alarming rates, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't as many different ways of driving success. So, I imagine if I was taking the same footsteps now it'd probably be very different even like the world of seo is so different this was pre-panda pre-penguin um it was a very different way of of winning now it's 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 very yeah it's it's very different when i speak to people who are getting into the industry now and it's uh there's there's a lot more books you've got to read it's uh to get the yeah well and there's a lot of great uh information out there too it's it's the community has really grown and and uh one thing I love about the s e o community is its willingness to share it just seems like everyone's sharing what they're doing what they're up to the case studies they're working on and and so you just learn from everyone around you and um yeah it's it's uh it's a lot of fun definitely agree more. I'd like to transition into what I assume is a passion project for you yeah. uh talking about putting search marketing on the curriculum at universities. Now, this is an observation that I think many of us have had is that as we share our stories, we recognize that there is no traditional degree that you can get, or in some cases, in most universities, uh, not even an SEO or search marketing oriented class that you can take. And if there is one, it's, you know, a short session introduction and then move on to the the other elements of marketing. And um, so from what I understand, you have been motivated to push curriculum, SEO oriented curriculum in the universities. Tell me about what motivated you to begin that journey. Yeah, so I've been um, a lecturing is something I want to do later, later in life. It's, it's something I, I think I've I really wanted to do. Even when I was at university, I was disappointed with the quality of lecturing, um, and I thought there's definitely a better way of doing this. And my, I've always wanted that. When I become an expert and a practitioner, I'd love to later like go back and and sort of hopefully have a bit more creative approach to lecturing. So it's always been something I've been keen to do. So um, I started working with with my university, University of Surrey, um, about six or seven months ago. So doing a bit of guest lecturing, getting back into it, and just sort of giving giving back a little bit. You know what? I was I was approached, and they were yeah. looking for alumni to do some industry lecturing, and I, I really enjoyed it. So I thought, how can I help more? How can I get involved in your marketing courses? What have you commonly got about search marketing? Very little transpires, nothing. They've got master's courses again, mm-hmm. nothing on search marketing. So I said, well, let me come along and do a a couple of guest lectures, which we did, and uh, I started doing sort of introduction to SEO, um, search marketing, and and even, and even at the master's level, talking a, a very specifically around sort of measuring content and how you can sort of put tangible measures around it. And I was just met by some blank looks. First of all, I started to think maybe my presentation style is off or or what, or what. but it's... Um, so I just sort of stopped and asked the question, like, like who's heard of search marketing? Hoping I'd get half yeah. the room, not one... Is this, is a, this is a room of 120, 130 people. Not one person put their mm. hand up. It was they've never even wow. not they're not alone, they've never even heard of it as a concept. They'd never even heard of wow. Google Analytics. And these are these were final wow. years and or master students over the two different things. And it just amazed me. And, and then um it just sort of got me thinking. And I came back to the office and spoke to other other colleagues about it, sort of a bit sort of surprised and shocked and and that and then 
sort of mm. like we've got some recent graduates who are here who have done degrees and and they've admitted yeah they've never learned about search marketing they they when they some of the, the graduates that join they, they know very little about seo and ppc they're learning on the job it has marketing in the name and that's what they want to get into um and then they love it when they get here and, mm-hmm. we, and we train them but it's yeah it just then I, then I then i start speaking to yeah. other colleagues that have in agencies and different things and it just yeah, like you said at the top of the, at the top of our yeah. conversation, that it's very few, if any, have a an education in search. You you sort of fall into it, or you you learn, you realize you have to learn it mm-hmm. when you get into role. And 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 we sometimes struggle to hire sort yeah. of those young enthusiastic graduates because they all want to go into social media marketing, PR, influencer marketing, and stuff like that. It's sexy. It's it's yeah. what they hear about. Whereas search sort of the behind the mm. scenes a little bit you don't hear as much about it so actually people aren't leaving uni yeah. thinking i want to get into pay-per-click i want to get into seo i want to get into analytics but when they get there they love it so right. for me it just felt I was just a little bit infuriated yeah. it sounds a bit extreme but it was just how in 2018 mm. at the time going into 2019 search which in most cases if you have an online business which most businesses do now search will contribute at least 50 percent of your of your traffic it's coming through a search channel mm-hmm. yet people aren't learning mm-hmm. about it until they land in a job whether at an agency or in a brand yeah. or a business where they've been tasked with marketing and yep. then they'll be shown analytics for the first time and see wow what's this traffic and then they've got to learn it and it's just we're not giving them yeah. we're not giving people yeah. the skills to be successful in modern day marketing roles and that's where the passion came from before we started this recording, we had a little uh, banter about uh, the the industry, the SEO industry as a whole, kind of being you know a couple decades old. And um, you made the comment that even at a couple decades, why isn't it out there recognized? Uh, yes, it's a young industry, but still, you know, a couple decades old. Um, talk to me a little bit about. With so many marketing jobs now focused on digital, why do you think universities seem to be lagging behind? Well, it's um, my initial thought on it is that it's just it's. I think it was limited limited resources in terms of lecturers. Lecturers aren't practitioners anymore; they're full time lecturers. They're not in the world mm. anymore. And sometimes there's still lecturers at my university who are lecturing when I was lecturing, and they're still lecturing the same things. And it's they're just not. Mm. exposed to the real world in terms of how it's changing and how it's adapting um, so that was my initial that was my initial thought and um, a part of that is true but I'm actually just just to give a bit of context of how I guess serious my desire to lecture and make a difference is I'm actually studying in the evenings to be a lecturer so I'm doing a diploma in lecturing which the University of Surrey are, I'm doing it with them because um, I want to learn, I want to basically be able to lecture properly, and I want to understand more about the the skills, the limitations, the challenges around lecturing. Because there is a lot of politics, but what it actually mm. transpires, it is it is as I said, they've got a lot of lecturers who just who don't know search, they haven't experienced it, they they're not keeping up to date with the times. Universities just don't have the resources to get industry practitioners to support them, um, so they're just having to teach theory they're not able to bring context and the fear of things that change they don't want to start teaching something that might change within the year that they're teaching it so it's keeping mm. things streamlined there's so much 
bureaucracy and red tape around material that basically means they have to teach stuff that is so locked in yeah. that actually things that may change they don't like to, to teach and this was this was fascinating learning this yeah. and it's uh, and they're all barriers that i think can be knocked down if people want to and certain universities yeah. and universities sorry being one who i work with are very keen to knock down some of those barriers they're, they're they want to be able nice. to bring relevant marketing into their modules and even in even just the way that you lecture relevant sort of methods not just standing up in front of a room and, and teaching but using video technology podcast technology yeah. all that type of stuff these are all things that i'm getting involved in so i've gone off on a bit of a tangent but it's um but it but it, it definitely comes back to outdated sort of knowledge within the current lecturers i think lecture for me i think lecturers still need to have a touch point into the real world it's still need to have a practitioner part of their role to be able to stay with them and that's the key ask you this what do you feel are the essentials about search marketing that most students would benefit from learning i think um, there's three key areas of it um i think the first one has got to be around sort of the analytic side of of search of, of how it all links together because it, it's it's very roi driven especially when you look at more like the paid side of search it's mm-hmm. it's one of those true channels where you can really measure do a and it results in in b change A and it creates C. Sort of fundamental way of using analytics is really important because you use that in all other marketing to be able to measure and assess and then adapt because it links up to the second point around is algorithm marketing, which is very different to any other form of marketing in terms of how you get out there. And algorithm marketing, which links into social, which we sort of class now as social is sort of becoming part of the search mix, is... um, Mm. Algorithm marketing is very different to traditional form of marketing. It adapts, it changes, it learns. Whereas if you're putting stuff on billboards or if you're putting stuff on TV or radio, it's 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 mm-hmm. very static in time. Whereas running campaigns within search, what worked today may not work tomorrow because it's always adapting. And mm. it's a very different principle, a way of doing marketing, how you plan, how you... And I think it lends itself to certain skill types as well. You've got to be able to adapt. If you don't like change, search marketing isn't for you because it's always changing. And I think giving people exposure to that as a fundamental is really important. Also, I think generally around, you've got to think about intent in terms of what search is doing. It's a lot of marketing that you learn at university at the moment, the traditional marketing is all about projecting to your your customers. Find out where they're going and get your message in front of them. Yep. Where search is about consumers searching. They know what they they know what they're looking for, or they're looking for information. They might be looking for information. They might be looking for information about a product. They might be looking to buy, and all of that changes mm. what you need to do from a search perspective. So actually, the the whole intent of a customer is completely different to normal traditional form of marketing. Rather than trying to grab their mm. attention. You're, you're competing against other people who already know what they're looking for, if that makes sense. And it's a very different approach because you're competing with people yeah. rather than just plonking it out there and see what happens. I'm, I'm yeah. trivializing it down, but yeah. does, that answer, does that answer your question? Yeah, yes, definitely. 
as we talk about the change in uh, search, that you, you have to be ready for change to to play in search. And there's been a lot of change in search over the past two decades. In the past, there was a stigma on search SEO, search engine optimization, that had a bit of a spam and kind of snake oil salesman idea. And Google has made uh, extreme efforts to combat that, uh, combat spam and diminish that idea. And as we move forward, the adjustment that uh, traditional SEOs are making in the wake of Google trying to make their search engine better and more sophisticated causes that, that adjustment and pivoting. Do you think that there's a world where certifications, um, kind of baseline certifications for digital marketers participating in SEO would exist? Do you think that there is a world where people can get their baseline and grow? Or do you think that we're still too new, that we really don't know enough and we need to evolve a little bit more before we can find that standardization in our industry? And then maybe a follow-up question to that would be, how do you think the role of teaching SEO in university can support that effort of a baseline standardization? A uh, great question. I think the yeah, it, it is an industry, as you say, that has has sort of full of people that have helped to tarnish it, give it a bad reputation. However, you want to look at it, it's there's there's still so many people, agencies, however you want to look at it, that still follow the the bad way of doing things. It's um, and 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 it makes it difficult for those like us who aren't. But I think yeah. I do think there is a world where it's it's regulated if you will and i don't know if doing certifications and qualifications is the way about it i look at sort of the paid side of search um in terms of like like being a premier partner for example which we're we're mm. incredibly proud, mm. proud to be and it's very hard to get it it's based on delivering performance um in a over a long period of time sort of consistently that's a way that you prove that you are good enough mm-hmm. to be considered to have that badge of honor, if you will. And, and that does, that, that yeah. removes those people who are, who, who aren't following the best practice because they're not able to achieve that level of performance. So it works really well yeah. on the associate. It's a bit more difficult because there's so many variables at play, so many factors out of your control as well, because you could do everything as well as you should mm. be doing. You could be giving the best practice. But you know what? A competitor just has a, it just has a bit more authority than you. Maybe it's just a bit bigger than you that is able just to to stay above you. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're doing anything bad. But actually, it, it's hard to assess sort of end result performance always back to if they're doing the right thing. Um, I think if Google can find a way yeah. in particular of, of assessing best practice and doing a similar type of thing as in like a, 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 a premier partner status, whatever it may be, I think that will do it the world of good because it will eliminate. But it's but again, with, with AdWords, it's different because mm-hmm. you have an agency account. We may have twenty clients; they're all running for one account. They can see what we're doing. Whereas on a from an SEO it's the client's website. Again, they could be doing things that are detrimental that are out of our control as an agency. It's 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 whether or not can they do yeah. website accredited yeah. approved. So actually, they could say Tesco's, for example is everything they're doing is mm. best practice or they meet enough criteria to say they are they are organically approved. And then we can say, as as yeah. their agency, we've helped them get there. 
different ways of doing it. I think something like that could really help. But I think yeah. doing yeah. accreditations and qualifications, it's yeah. anyone can study and learn to do something. It doesn't mean they're going to apply it in the right way. It's different, it's different learning it in the classroom and ticking a box where you understand it. That's, that's the key for me. So going back to this uh, passion project of yours, what have you and or others who have rallied around this campaign been working on to help you achieve your goal? Uh, where are you at in this process of of uh, teaching curriculum, uh, SEO-related curriculum in, in the university? Yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's, it's only sort of two months in the making. So it's uh, I, was, I was being a bit hard on myself the other day when I was thinking, God, I wish this was further down the line. But actually, I realized <laughs> with Christmas in the way, it's not actually as long as I think. But actually, I'm in conversations with about 15 different universities at the moment who are all actively engaged there. They accept the challenge. I've, I've explained what I'm doing with Surrey University, sort of my passion around this, what I'm looking to achieve, my concerns around um, certain curriculum and why search should be included. And they're, and they're, they're brought into that. And we're now just sort of, they're like, I'm sort of introducing this to the deans of sort of business schools at the moment. And then they're then passing me now onto the relevant lecturers yeah. and onto the relevant faculty within those business schools. And wow. I'm approaching universities where I've got local search marketing practitioners who are interested. So off the back of my LinkedIn post that I did back before Christmas, it sort of went a bit wild. Um, I have to thank Neil, Neil Patel for giving it a like and a comment. It definitely helped. <laughs> Always great when that happens. Um, yeah, that certainly well, didn't hurt. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, it shows influencer marketing still has a, uh, a, a, um, a place in the mix. But, um, but a lot of marketers, search marketers, approached me and agreed and said they want to get involved and keen to sort their local universities so again i've got about 15 different search marketing practice and experts which is great from wow. brands competing agents competitive agencies it's like we said earlier it's such a supportive network and mm-hmm. which is great and i mean that's what goes back to your previous question what because sometimes i think you can tell who's who are the ones doing it right and the ones who aren't the ones who are doing it right are happy to share with each other because again it's you still got to yeah. apply it. You still got to. There's, there is no sort of secret weapon to this, effectively. Um, so right. it was great to see loads of people contact me and say, "Yeah, they want to get involved. Just let them know how." So I've agreed with them that what I'll do is I will reach out to universities. I'll pitch it to them, and when they're on board, I'll then introduce them to the local expert and say, "X is willing to is is want to get involved." then they start the conversation and, and a number of those conversations are now well underway and guest lectures are being booked in. And then that's what I hope in 2019, I've set myself a goal. If I can have 20 universities in the UK that are engaging with local search practitioners with guest lecturing um, on a regular basis. Great. And then from going into 2020, what I want to be seeing is actually how search marketing actually gets a place on modules i'm already in talks with some university about that so i'm meeting them just next week actually about how um so next week being a uh, first week in february depending on when this goes out um, about, um yeah how we can be applying search marketing into masters courses um and then also longer term because there's a bit more red tape around sort of undergraduate courses how it can play a role there and um 
doing some work with other universities. That's 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 the key. But it's it's all it, it's all down to the search marketing practitioners. The those people keep messaging me, which is great, and and that's what's given me the resource to be able to go and because I could uh, I can't travel around the country and and do this, but I, I'm doing it with my local universities, and it's great that there's a number of other people like me who are wanting to do it for their local universities, and it's it's unpaid. This is a, a few people have been asking about what's the commercial agreement behind this, and it, it isn't. It's a it's a giving back because the way I see it is, if my local universities apply this, there'll be more talent that we have access to as an agency, and the next generation of the next generation of marketers will have the right skills that we feel is needed. Absolutely, that is exactly the the uh, attitude and perspective that's going to actually see this thing be successful. So uh, hats off to you for for that. Um, we'll also link to that uh, LinkedIn post that you made in the show notes for those that are listening that want to check that out and uh, maybe get in contact you with you as they are inspired to, to try similar things in their, their region. Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, final question here, how can others get involved if they're interested in promoting more search marketing in university curriculums? Is it, um, is there a way that they can get involved with what you're doing? Talk to you. Um, what, what's the connection point as people are inspired as they're listening to what you're saying? Yeah, I would say it's like, I said, I'd, it's, I don't want this to become a crusade. It's not a, something that's going to become a, a commercial campaign. It's a, uh, if people want to learn how I've been doing it and what's working, like I said they can connect to me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place on there. It's got my contact details, my email. If people drop me a message, they can see. Because I, I regularly post updates about what I'm doing. That's probably a good place to start. But also, if people just want to, I'd rather people just, just do it as well. It's uh, if they because there's actually a few people from the US who were uh, who reached out and and I just sort of explained to them what I was doing and they're now going off and doing it, which is great. And it's it's just the key is universities in the whole are screaming out for industry practitioners. They don't have the funds to pay for them. They don't have the time to go out and build connections and meet lots of people and different things. When people offer them industry practitioner support, they bite your hand off. And it's just... Wow. And that's, that's all, it does. All, all it takes me to do is I, 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 I look at... First of all, I do check the module out, make sure... Because there are a few that do have some search marketing sort of elements to their courses. Um but most of them don't. So I have a uh-huh. quick look. I, I find that all on, on the line, they always publish the deeds, contact details. And I've just got a, a nice templated email that just really sort of explains my goal with this and what I'm trying to do. Um, and then, yeah, it takes a bit of time sometimes because they're not always the most active nice. on email, deans, and they're very busy. But they, they often reply, put you in contact right. with the right person and get involved. It's uh, But if I'm happy to talk people through what I do, share my template that I use as... And why, and it, 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 it is a legitimate reason why I'm doing it. Um, it's a, um, mm. and that's it. But like I said, people, they're, 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 they need help. And, 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 and this mm-hmm. applies beyond search marketing. Yeah. It's lecturers across all disciplines really struggle with industry support. So even outside of business schools, if other people are listening to this and you want to get involved, I guarantee your local university will be keen to hear from you. David, we are so excited for the work that you're doing. So thankful that you took the time to talk to us and share with our audience about what you're doing. We're super excited to have you in our uh, next issue of Pages, uh, Q2. Hey, David, this has been great. Thank you for your time. Let's go and expand this industry. 
No, that's great. I really appreciate it. talking to you. It's been great. It's uh, uh, always love talking about search marketing. So no, thank you for your time and, and inviting me on. That concludes this episode of Between the Pages. I want to give a special thanks to David for taking the time to talk to me about his project. We're really excited about that. All music that you hear on this podcast is by The Moby Quince. You can find his music on Spotify or the iTunes Store. And please, if you can, go and rate, review us. Let us know how we're doing. All of it matters. All of it helps. Thank you again for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.